Welcome to the Refined Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea McGuire. My goal is to help us refine our understanding of who God is and be refined by His work in our lives. Together, we will consider scripture and our everyday experiences to see how God is revealing Himself around us. As we get started, I just want to say thank you to you for listening. It is so encouraging to me when you reach out to say you've been impacted by this work. And whoever those four of you are who listen to every episode in the first 12 hours after it drops, your presence is a gift to me. I also wanted to let you know, in case you didn't, that there is a transcript available for each episode if you prefer reading to listening or know someone who may not be able to listen to podcasts. You can find a link in the show notes to share. And finally, to officially begin this episode today, may you find that our God is satisfying. Our souls are longing for Him, and He is irreplaceable. Here is a statement that is no surprise to many of you. I really love food especially sweets. I'd even go so far as to say my favorite food in the whole world is definitely chocolate. It is so rich and smooth and satisfying to me. There are few things that can cure my bad mood better than some form of chocolate in all its melty goodness. But here in the midst of a pandemic with three small children and nowhere to go, I've been surprised to realize how my soul longs for God, how I crave the Word of God. Not that long ago, I would have rolled my eyes at that sentence and balked at whoever said it. I've known some really wonderful Christians with such deep closeness with God that I found them annoying. That level of faith seemed unattainable to me. But I heard this statement once, and it stuck with me. You crave what you eat. Clearly, I eat plenty of chocolate, which is why I crave it so much. But just like when I health up my diet and I start to crave chocolate less, when I prioritize my spiritual health, then I desire God more. Psalm 42, 1 through 2 says, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? I think I'm finally starting to understand those verses. And it's not because all day long I'm just thinking, gee, I really want to go spend 14 hours reading my Bible today. But it's because I can finally recognize that my soul has a feeling of longing, that what it wants is Jesus. Time and again, I try to satisfy that longing with something else. A few more minutes on Pinterest to plan something fun for the future. A couple more scrolls on Instagram so I can feel like I'm connecting with other people. Another episode of The Office so I can laugh and feel like I'm a part of something. So often my soul is craving some sort of satisfaction and I look everywhere but to the Lord. I reach for whatever is closest and easiest But just like we can't actually live on snack food, our souls aren't sustained by what the world has to offer. Psalm 34, 8 tells us, 
O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. But do we believe those words? Do we really believe that if we taste and see, then we will find that the Lord is good? I don't imagine this being like someone holding out a sandwich bag of kale salad to you and saying, taste and see, it's good. I had a first grader do that to me once. Bless his heart. His mom packed it for his lunch. And he said to me, the seven-year-old, try it. You might like it. Now, I imagine this psalm as an invitation to a feast. When I think of feasting, I think of molasses grill. If you live near Southern Virginia, you may have heard of this fancy eatery. Every time Sean and I have the luxury of going, I order the same thing. The bourbon and molasses grilled pork tenderloin served with roasted sweet potato mash, country ham sautéed collard greens, and coconut black-eyed peas. I don't really know what coconut black-eyed peas even means, but trust me, they're delicious. So imagine someone placing that perfectly cooked, perfectly seasoned, perfectly plated dish on a beautiful white tablecloth and inviting you to the table with these words. Oh, taste and see. See that the Lord is good because he is nothing short of divine. My favorite preacher, (coughs) Sean, has often shared this quote from Augustine, but I think it bears repeating. You have made us for yourselves, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Why can't I just hear that once and be done trying to satisfy my soul with empty things? We are made for God, and He alone will bring the contentment we so desire. No spouse or child, no experience or trip, no possession of any kind, nothing can fill our souls up to satisfaction. Jeremiah 2 describes how the people of Israel turned away from God to follow their own ways. They chased after worthless idols to try to satisfy their souls. In verse 13, the Lord says, For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. So I had to look this up. A cistern is an underground reservoir for rainwater. So initially, a cistern is empty until it rains and the droplets collect and run into the tank, which is buried just underground. An actual well, by contrast, runs all the way down through the ground to a steady supply of water. So clearly a cistern is inferior. It's helpful in a pinch if you don't have access to a stable water supply. But when the fountain of living water is at your disposal, why would you be watching the skies hoping for rain to catch? And not only that, Jeremiah says, our cisterns are broken. We can try and try to fill them up with all this world has to offer, but our efforts prove futile as they slip through the cracks. We will always be left empty, dissatisfied, and longing for more until we turn to Jesus, the fountain of living water, a well that never will run dry. He will fill our cups to overflowing. So, Know that when you just need something, I just need a nap or a glass of wine or I just need to Netflix and chill, you 
just need to catch a break or reach this goal or survive this season. You may actually need some of those things, but you probably need something else more. Our souls crave God and he alone will satisfy our longings. Listen carefully as your mind tells you what you should do next. Ask yourself what type of satisfaction you're getting from the activities that fill your time. I'm not saying give up TV and dessert and anything else that cannot fully satisfy your soul, but I am suggesting we all pay more attention to what our hearts are clamoring for. We need the Lord more than anything else in the world, and our souls crave His presence. If you're hearing this and feel like you really don't desire God at all, Pray that he would open your eyes to the spiritual reality of your life. Your soul was made for God. It was made by God. And when you seek to know him with all your heart, he will be found. And he is so good. If you know you need God and you want to want him more, pray about that too. Ask the Lord to increase your love for him and he will do it. The Holy Spirit causes us to love God because in these sinful bodies, we just aren't capable of doing it on our own. And remember, you crave what you eat. When you delve into scripture, your appetite for scripture will increase. The more time you spend with God in prayer, the more you will want to spend with him. And finally, to those of you who are faithfully pursuing the Lord step by step, Thank you for the example that you set. Thank you for going before us and for turning back to tell us how good Jesus is. Keep pressing on and keep sharing how faithful the Lord is being in your life. We need to hear those stories of how the Lord is satisfying the desires of your heart. As we wrap up, I'd like to read for you Psalm 73. These verses explore the whole range of emotion in contemplating what the world has to offer, even envying the people who chase after it, and what hope we have as believers. It is so honest, I can always relate to it. It's a fantastic psalm to pray. May you remember as you listen that if we have Jesus, we have everything we need. He alone is supremely satisfying. So this is Psalm 73. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for they have no pains until death, their bodies are fat and sleek, They are not in trouble as others are. They are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens, and their tongue struts through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there any knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. 
they increase their riches. All in vain I have kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. Truly, you set them in slippery places. You, God, make them fall into ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one wakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast toward you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you, God. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Amen.